0: of Church Chicago, this is Pastor JP Troleo. I'm so glad that you're here listening with us today on our podcast. This message today is coming from our midweek prayer service. We believe that this prayer meeting is the most vital meeting of our church. I pray today as you listen to this message that you're encouraged, that you're inspired, and that ultimately you're pushed closer to Jesus. If this message today spoke to you, I pray that you will come out and join with us on a Wednesday night. That you can gather together alongside the rest of the church and hear from God and what He would have to say to you. You guys can sit down. Thank you so much. It's uh, third time I've been with Oasis now, and um, it's it's such a unique thing. I mean, I, honestly, I can't. I'm not exaggerating. I know people. I'm not exaggerating. When uh, just being here and the prayer and the atmosphere and um, it's it's refreshing. It's seriously refreshing for me. It's it's convicting to me and. Um, there's a city that I've called home as far as a city all my life, you know, a lot of my life, and to be here and to pray, and just there, there is something so spiritual happening here, so spiritual, and there's a, there's, there's things coming against it, and there's, but God has called you to such a great work, such a great work, and just, now I know I talked about it a little bit last time I was here, but it is, I, I, just, I don't want anyone to take it lightly. God is truly doing something amazing uh, through this body. Uh, I love uh, your pastors, JP. And Rachel, I always joke that they're the best-looking couple I've ever known in my life, and uh, um, the awesome people. Now they have a now they have a, a son who, without a doubt, will be the best-looking little guy that anyone has ever seen. So, um, uh, yeah, where I you know I love JP and I appreciate his friendship, appreciate being able to talk to him, and uh, uh, you know back and forth on ministry. And so um, I want to read a verse, and I know I love how you guys do your Wednesday night. I really do uh, the prayer aspect. I was we were praying, and, and I was thinking JP said. Um, you know, ask the Lord to break your heart over your prayer request. And I had read mine already. So I was like, nope, not going to do it. It's already broken. Don't need it to break anymore. And then he stressed it. He's like, no, seriously, do it. And so I was like, okay. And, and I pray, but it's seriously, it, it it's powerful to take the time and and to um, intentionally focus on needs. I, and, and I was, we were praying and I was like, it's so much more important uh, to do stuff like that than so many things that we can find ourselves doing. Um, if you, you know, just to, to think, about what the person is going through that wrote that down on a card, a human soul, a human being that's just obviously struck. It, just, it is a powerful moment, but I want to read this verse, right? So this verse has been, um, it's been on my heart for a while. I was kind of, uh, you know, working on a message with it, and um, I did uh, preach preach it last week in Mexico, and it, it got us still just really, it's just so heavy on my heart. So This verse is pretty famous, you guys may have heard it, and usually, bueno, the context that it was written in is that, um, I keep saying bueno, I'm sorry, it's Spanish for like, well, sorry, I can't, I'm sorry, I preach like 95% of the time in Spanish. So, so King David had just uh, committed adultery, okay, so that was kind of the context behind this verse. Somebody called him out on it, and he wrote Psalm 51. Uh, Psalm 51, for me, has come to mean a lot not because of the adultery or sin context, just because of, of what it means. So I want to read Psalm 51, a couple verses out of Psalm 51. Uh, it says, Psalm 51.10, he says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I know we've prayed a lot. We're going to pray one more time. Pray with me, guys. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, this is our desire. Renew a steadfast spirit within us, Father, a, a pure heart, uh, the joy of our salvation. We long for it, Father. Do it. Anyone who's here who's struggled, uh, anyone here who- who's gone through a rough patch, who's struggling right now, Father, bring freedom. Bring freedom in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys speak Spanish. I'm sure there's some people who speak. Any Spanish speakers in the house? All right, yeah, there's a few of you, right? So there's a phrase. There's a ton of awesome phrases in Spanish. I love, in Mexico, there's like phrases for everything, right? When I first got down there, this lady, she she taught me this phrase. She said, la vida da muchas vueltas right so if you speak spanish it honestly does not translate worth anything but it's basically like life spins around a bunch basically like life changes is what they're trying what it says right and so i remember i was in my early 20s and i heard that and i remember thinking like cockily right like Whatever, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. My life's not gonna change that much. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, said and this. And I, I just remember not taking her seriously. And so earlier in uh, last month in March, I turned 36, right? This is like the trust area. We're in the trust zone. So I'm gonna be vulnerable, okay? So I turned 36 last month. And it's funny, when you turn 36, um, there's a group of people that think you're super old, right? Like, I mean, some of you probably think I'm super old, right? So even young people in our church were like, 36. I, one person said, you know, they're like, well, that's it sit then, huh? You know, like, that's, like, what do you mean that's sit then, right? And then at the same time, I had lunch uh, two weeks ago with a pastor from Las Vegas, and he was like, "Hey, how old are you again?" And I was like, "I'm 36." And he was like, "Man, you are a baby! You know, you're a baby, right?" And so there's that whole other side where it's like, 36 is a total baby. But at the age of 36, I want to find that lady, and i was like, "You are totally right. Like, la vida da muchas vueltas. You're right. Life jumps around, spins around." stuff happens. And I'm not talking about like normal seasons of life, like where you, you know, if you have kids and, and your kids are in diapers, like sooner or later, they're going to grow out of diapers. Okay. Like it's going to, that's a season. It's not like it's unexpected. You know, your kids are going to go to school or you're going to get married one day. It's a season. You can't count that as like an unexpected life change, but there are life changes, there are things that happen that are totally unexpected, right? And and you find yourself at the end of a job, at the end of a a marriage, at the end of a... And and all of a sudden, like, something that you never saw coming happens, right? And it happens to everybody. It happens all the time. And and as I read this verse, and again, I know that that King David had had, had been in sin, but there was a major life change happening. I'll be totally honest with you guys. I feel totally comfortable here. I'm going to be vulnerable 100%. Um, I, next, next week will be one year from, from my, my divorce, from the end of my marriage. I'm a pastor at a big church, visible, um, and it was devastating. I'm a single dad, right? 36, two beautiful, amazing girls, but I never saw it coming, never saw it coming. And I remember in the, in the aftermath of that the time after that, this verse, right? Even though the, the situation wasn't the same uh, as far as the context for writing it, but this verse was like breathing life into me time after time after time. And I would look at it and just say, like, I mean, as a pastor, someone who's leading, and just all of a sudden, there's so many things happening. But to be able to stop, and say create in me a pure heart oh god and renew a steadfast spirit within me do not cast me from your presence or take your holy spirit from me and then this restore to me the joy of your salvation do you guys remember that you remember like just the the, the joy and the and, and and the 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 feeling of this is my this is my first love this is what i know and we we go through seasons things happen life changes happen and all of a sudden, the joy of your salvation is gone, or it's just not the same. Or, and so, last year, I took some time off. I took six weeks off, and uh, I had to like I begged my boss, the senior pastor, and I was like, Please, you know, I said I asked for four weeks, and he said I'll give you three. And then I prayed, and I was like, I really should take six. And I went back, so, like I need six, and he, he gave it to me. And I, and I went to a, a a counseling center in Ohio, and they specialize in counseling pastors missionaries and so they have like these programs you can fly and they do intensive stuff that would normally take you know months and months they do in a week right so I remember and I've never done anything like this okay and it was totally like a movie seriously like the guy had a beard and a cardigan and stuff and he would like you let you lay on the you lay on the couch or this couch there's stuff to coffee and stuff and totally comfortable I'm not a guy who like you know is super into like let's talk about our feelings and stuff and like five minutes in, and I'm just like, <laughs> and then <laughs> but I was seven? No, I mean, seriously, the guy, the guy was amazing, right? Like, I mean, he would just ask you questions and you're like, you know, and and so we're talking, and he said to me, He's like, he said, So if you could sit down with God right now, you are at a you are at a, a restaurant with God, right? What would you say right now? And I wasn't even thinking because we're like, you know, in the flow, right? The therapy flow. And so I was like, I would be like, <laughs> what the heck, that was crazy, and I was just, and I, and then all of a sudden I stopped, I was like, whoa, and I was like, this is confidential, right, man, I'm a pastor, and so, and, uh, but I I just remember it just coming out of me, like, I I basically realized that, like, I lost the trust in my relationship with God, and so think about any relationship, right, they tell you that it's based on trust, right, and so if you go around, and you think about your relationship with, with the Lord, the joy of your salvation, and when you say, return to me the joy of, of, I wonder how often the circumstances of life, whether we realize it or not, start to chip away at the trust you have in God. Because we talk about provision, and we talk about answered prayer, and we, and we see it. That is amazing testimony. I firmly believe that we're going to see more. I mean, I was praying for the people on my cards. I want to see it answered. But there are times when the unexpected happens, when your marriage does end, uh, when you, know, you you get sick, People do pass away. And so I, I began talking this out with this guy, and, and there's a passage I'm going to read to you right now that honestly has changed how I see all of it, right? And so let me read it to you. It's a, in Mark 14. This is super famous. I'm just, if you, you may or may not have heard this, but I want to kind of read it in a different light uh, tonight. It says in Mark 14, uh, this is the story of Jesus when, when he was in Bethany. It says, while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. 14.6, leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. So, and this is an awesome story. Yeah, we've talked, yeah, the worship, extravagant worship, pour it out. Yes, and it's true, and yes, amen, let's do it, pour it out. Who cares what people think? All that is true. When they saw what happened, the reaction of the world, of the people around the table were, why this waste of perfume? Why this waste? What a waste. And it that was that was, that's our struggle. That was my struggle. You look at whatever you've gone through and you think to yourself, man, that was a waste. What a waste of time. That was a waste of years. Or, and you, know, and you get so many things. You, you invest a bunch of money and you lose it. What's our first reaction? What a waste. What a waste of money. Or, or we say, oh, man, I really tried with them. Relationship didn't work out. I wasted my time. Or what am I doing here, wasting my time? That's, that's the kind of, that's the phrases we use. Wait, and that was in my head, waste. What did I do, I, you know, all these years, and I tried, and I really invested, and, 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 and she was sick, and I do this and that. And it's like, why? It was wasted. What about my girls and this? And then you could go thing after thing after thing, and then it started to hit me. Jesus does not see it as waste. Jesus never saw it as waste. And think about it. There's perfume all over the floor. The value of that perfume is zero. It's gone totally down. And Jesus looks at it and does not see the waste. Jesus was familiar with a different principle, and that was death and resurrection. And so now, what if, instead of seeing things as a waste of time, or as a waste of our money, or as a waste of our ability, we start to say, Father, I believe that that was a seed, and it died, and now I'm going to believe for resurrection. And what comes up next is going to be so much better than what I could ask or imagine. Our God is a God of resurrection, and listen, whatever is coming next, just, just I mean, some, and, and honestly, I want you guys to push through. If you're struggling, you're in a situation, it's not time to give up, then fight it out. Push it through. There are some of you that it's time to let it go. It's time to say, you know what? This is going to be a seed that I put in the ground. It's going to die, but there will be resurrection. And when resurrection comes, it's going to be more than I can ask or imagine. Our God does that. It's a cycle of resurrection, and that it changed my whole perspective. Now I can say, Father, I've invested. I sowed. It was a seed. What comes next will be amazing. We believe, in church, I know you believe this, that whatever you've gone through, we truly can declare The best is yet to come. Stop saying waste. It is not a waste. And even if you did it before Christ, before the Lord, you can say, Lord, I, and I love this prayer. I love it. You can say, Lord, this is yours. Take it. I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what it means. So I have no, but I'm just going to give it to you. It's a seed. It's a seed that I sow. And now I believe that we will reap more than I can believe more. And and so there's another story about Jesus, right? With this demonized man, uh, he and his disciples cross, cross the lake, and this is a crazy story. If you stop and think about it, this guy was bound by chains, right? Because he would cut himself, and he lived amongst the tombs. It says, like in a cemetery, and he would cut himself. He was bound by chains, and they get there, and and and, uh, and they cast a bunch of demons out of this guy, and they the demons go into a herd of pigs, right? That run off of a cliff. It's crazy. Okay, so think about that story. Think about how this guy basically lived like an animal. He's like less than human honestly, right? He lives in this situation, and all of a sudden, he's healed. He's set free. And he says, you know, Jesus, can I go with you? I want to go with you. And I don't know if you guys want the story, but Jesus says, no, you have to stay here. Go back to your people and tell them what the Lord did for you. Think about it. So if you live in that village, right, this guy that was like subhuman, what if you were to say that he's wasting his life? That he was, what a waste, this guy. Man, what a waste. But now, those years of waste are what make his story unbelievable. When he shows up at that village, and now he's healed and he's in his mind and he's been set free, and now they could say, wow. What we thought was waste has just made this the most incredible, powerful testimony. And how many people will come to know the Lord because this guy went through a season of what other people would call waste, right? So whatever season you're going through that seems like waste or it seems like it's not fair or it seems like a loss and you just can't understand it, it makes no sense, it doesn't, it, it, please, there is no resurrection without death. There's no resurrection without death. And I believe with all of my heart that the best is yet to come. And we're gonna believe for the city, for your church, for any situation in your life that looks like loss. If it looks like loss, Father, it's yours. I put it in your hands. It's a seed. Now we're going to wait for the resurrection. We're going to believe for, for resurrection. There is no waste in the kingdom of God. Jesus does not see it that way. Jesus looks at it like a, an offering. He looks at it like worship. And so what I want to do is I want to I pray tonight. I want us all to pray together. But I want you to really be able to, to think about this psalm, right? Because in the middle of all this, when you want to say that was a waste, the better response is, Father, create in me a pure heart, O Lord. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me a pure heart. If it's the only thing you pray for days, for weeks, for months, it, it better be underlined. It better be visible. Father, create in me a pure heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. I love that. If you've lost the joy of your salvation through something that looks like waste, through something that looks like it was unfair, it's unjust, it didn't have to happen. You have to make the decision. You have to say, Father, there is no resurrection without death. I let that go, and now I just say praise you. Restore to me the joy. And I believe, and it requires faith. It's not emotion, but we say, I believe that something will come of this. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it will be. Maybe the story. May, I don't know. But God, you're going to do something more than I can ask or imagine. I believe it. I declare it. I trust you. I believe you. I love I love you. I know but Father, I need you to create in me a pure heart. I need you to renew a steadfast spirit. I need you to restore to me the joy of my salvation. I need you with me and I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe we're going to see more. I believe I believe that this place is going to be slam packed. I believe that this building, this city, this church is going to be used more than you guys can imagine. I believe that in your personal season of what looks like waste in your personal life, whatever that looks like for you, I believe with you that that is a seed that was sown, and what comes next will blow your mind. And we're going to believe that. I want to believe that. Father, restore to us the joy of our salvation. Don't, don't look back. Don't, and, and, and honestly, I had to go through this to honestly understand that, to honestly, to honestly see it. And now that I see it, I cannot unsee it. I can't unsee that everywhere we go, we're thinking this way. We're thinking, oh, man, oh, what a waste of talent. What a waste of person. What a waste of—and it's like, S- no, Stop. Father, I'm giving it to you. If it spills all over the ground, I'm giving it to you. If it looks like a waste, it's in your hands. If it looks like something that went, that went bad, it's in your hands. If it looks like something that I lost, it's in your hands. And I'm trusting that you will multiply it. You will save it. You will restore it. You will do something brand new that I don't even know what it is, but I'm trusting you. And so when I, when I look back now a year ago, and I, and I remember struggling so much with this trust issue, now I just relax, and I, it's, it's, on, it's on you, God. I I I trust you. I trust you. I'm going to trust you. I just need you to restore the joy of my salvation. Give it back, Father. I I need it back. I want to walk in joy. I want to just. I want to know that that no whatever I see with my eyes is not what's truly happening. You're working. You're working in this. You're working in the waste. And what's going to happen next is going to be unbelievable. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Can you guys stand up? I want to pray and I want to pray with you guys for you guys. I just I want to specifically pray for. For this, this, this idea, Father, create in me a pure heart. Father, create in me a pure heart. Renew a steadfast spirit. If you're here and if you you know, you know better than anyone. What is happening on the inside? You know better than anyone if you need the, this this pure heart. What as as the months go by, the years go by, as the clichés go by, as what we think should happen goes by, uh, it, it begins to mess with our inside and we wonder why isn't this happening for me? Why why hasn't that happened for me? Why am I living it this way? all of that is what has to go and say, Father, put a pure heart inside of me. Renew a steadfast spirit. Renew something new. Don't let me get tired, Father. Don't let me get worn out. I believe now. I want to keep believing. I want to believe for, for miracles the same next week as I did last week, next year as I did last year, Father. Give me that joy back. I want it to be fun. I want to come into this building. I want it to be fun. If that's you, you know it's you. Let's press in tonight. Father, rest, restore, Father, the joy at tonight in everyone. Father, a clean heart. Father, steadfast spirit and the joy of our salvation. In Jesus' name, lift up your voice. Pray. Cry out. We're going to believe that it will restore. Tonight will be restored. The joy and the the pure heart and the steadfast spirit. Father, do it in Jesus' name. I pray over Oasis, Lord, that you will begin to do more, Father, than they've expected, more than they've seen in Jesus. Everyone who's struggled uh, in their personal life on their own, Father, I pray for a pure heart, a steadfast spirit, and joy in Jesus' name. Bring joy Father, in Jesus' name.